you can stream or you can download The time has finally come at last Oh yes, it's another episode of the Chris Adams TV Podcast Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the podcast And good news, we are big time now Actually, not now, from next episode, because I am going to be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I think. I have to apply for them. Can they say no? We might be big time from next episode. But this gives us a good opportunity with me and you, the early adopter, to talk about some of my checkered past. Stuff that you don't want to tell the big time audience just yet. When it comes to my past relationships, I have a very predictable pattern that I seem to follow all the time. A monster pretends to be a girl, tricks me, hook, line and sinker, and then once it's too late, I find out that the psychological trauma has already been done and I have to deal with that going forward. And this has happened countless times. I'm not going to give you all of the examples now because we'll be here all day. One of my more exciting psychological traumas is connected to the singer-songwriter B. Miller. You know B. Miller, right? She is a very popular, successful, well-known singer. Full disclosure, I don't really like music that much. So for a full year of my life, and obviously before that as well, I did not actually know who B. Miller was. And I managed to get myself catfished by some monster pretending to be B. Miller. Although she wasn't pretending to be B. Miller, she was just using B. Miller as the facade to the catfish. And obviously psychological trauma aside, I do have some weird fuzzy feelings when I see a picture of B. Miller now that I know who she is, but the picture still means something to me. And now here's what happened today, right? But I'm going to have to preface this, I think, with something I'm going to have to redact as well, for goodness sakes. I spoke to my good friend, Kate recently, and she knows the whole B. Miller fiasco. And I said that I am speaking to an actual actress person. And then she goes, rightfully so, as a friend, how do you know that you're speaking to because we know what you're like when it comes to falling for these things. And I said, Good point. I think about 70% sure. But it's different this time. It's not just some random weirdo using a picture of an actress that I'm too dumb to know who the actress is. It's somebody actually saying they are. So 70% is good enough for me. This actress girl whose name is redacted from the story, she said to me, because we flirt pretty heavy, and I might have accidentally confess my love to her the first time we spoke. But that's just me being bad at flirting. I don't think that is any sort of sign. But we speaking, and then she asked me point blank, well, if we got together, right, would you ever dump me? And I said, honestly, in the moment, no, 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 of course not. My entire plan is to get together with you and then marry you, like I've said from day one, using it as a joke to try and get rid of the awkward feelings of me being bad at flirting. I mean, in full honesty, at the time, 
that was the truth, but you know that I see myself more as a inter-time dimensional being, so I probably have to take full responsibility for the past, the future, and the present. So this that I told her is now turned into a lie. Let me explain, okay? So, you know this whole B. Miller thing that I've been talking about? Well, you know, she's a singer. I didn't know that until today. I went onto Spotify and then through no fault of my own, I didn't go looking for it, the song from B. Miller popped up in my now playing and it started playing and then she said... I got some very weird tingles in my body. And I know most of it is probably psychological trauma, but still, it felt very real. And then my mind said, so if I was given a choice at this moment, now I'm not trying to, you know, big myself up and saying that I do have my choice of every attractive very famous girl in the world, but let's say I did. And the choice was between who I promised that I would choose out of everybody and now B. Miller, who I feel like I might choose over. Oh, goodness, grapefruits. Imagine if I actually have to make this choice in real life. Who the heck am I supposed to choose? If you listened to the last episode, and I'm guessing you did. No one starts at episode four. Episode one, definitely. Or three, if you just happen to like triangles. But not four. Surely not four. Last episode, we had a very civil discussion about one of my destinies. <laughs> I know it sounds so pompous. I have many destinies. You probably don't even have one destiny. Well, good news. Today, I am going to talk about masterpiece moments, the everlasting imprint you can leave behind on this wretched world. You could have a destiny, so stay tuned. But before we get to that, let me explain why I needed to redact name earlier. In another and first BME nugget, I am going to give you a small sample size spoiler of the movie I'm making. BME, the best movie ever. Who the heck is actually going to be involved in this movie? No offense, Chris, but you're a jack of all trades, but master of none. Well, first off, Guy, that's hurtful, okay? I just told you I'm going to be talking about masterpiece moments. So clearly, I am a master. Although, good point, I'm not going to be acting or directing the movie. I don't know who will be directing the movie, but I imagine the universe will conjure up a Christopher Nolan or Quentin Tarantino, someone who knows how to do a good job. Obviously, if it's Christopher Nolan, then I'm going to have to let Leonardo DiCaprio and all those actors that he puts in all his movies have a part, but that's fair enough. And if it's Quentin Tarantino... I don't think I've watched any of his movies, but he's good, right? Famously, didn't he say he has a certain number of movies he's going to make and then he's going to stop? And he has like, 
one left or something along those lines. It makes sense that it would be this one. We'll get to the director when the time comes. I'm not too bothered about it. There is one character who I'm fairly certain I know exactly which actor will play him. And that's the hero. Obviously, I don't have a name for the hero in the script yet, but it's the hero. I am 97% sure that the hero will be played by a grisly Brad Pitt. So take that to the bookies if they're making early props on it. Ghost, who is my absolute favorite character in the entire movie and likely will be yours too. Ghost is awesome. Will be played by well that's where it gets tricky you see and so spoiler alert you will be able to re-listen to this episode in the future sometime and know exactly who i was talking about earlier but only once the cast list of the movie comes out so it's gonna be a while still a masterpiece moment is a concept that goes by many names. It's the perfect union of your conscious mind leading your body to actions that live on long after we have moved on. This is pure speculation, but these things might actually be completing the circle of how the river of consciousness works. They might be the secret to consciousness we have been looking for. But again, that's just speculation. Now, in the masterpiece section, you play a part. You're quite a big part, but you are not the only part. Let me give you some examples so you can have an idea of what I'm talking about. In sports, imagine the last moment of a giant sporting tournament. The tension is enough to affect millions watching around the world. A hero throws that ball or kicks that ball, depending on the exact game that they're playing, and sometimes they miss. They do sometimes miss the kick. The language that sportsmen use is being in the zone. That moment when you are fully awake in the current moment, but at the same time feel as though you're being possessed by a higher power. It's as if time around you stops and perfection is flowing through you and perfection is created by you. Does it have to be watched by millions? No, probably not. Does it have to be completed in a single concise moment in time? No, probably not. Does one even have to be aware of the result of your actions. Now, that's actually an interesting question. Let's take the Mona Lisa, for instance. This is probably the most recognizable and famous of all the paintings in all the lands. Legend has it that Leonardo didn't actually even finish the Mona Lisa. Shock and horror. He started it and didn't really like it, so he left it for a few years. Early sketches of his show that the subject in the painting is flanked 
by two columns, which aren't there in the actual painting. Towards the end of Leonardo's life, when he was painting the Mona Lisa, he had lost all of the use of his right arm for some reason. <laughs> Tough break as a right-handed painter, if I'm honest. And he did try to get back to the painting, and I don't think he really finished it before he died. In all likelihood, Leonardo died thinking he didn't finish the painting, thinking he failed, thinking the masterpiece eluded him. We all know, in retrospect, the Mona Lisa is one of the truest masterpiece moments a human has ever been a part of. Being in the moment is the fundamental thing about a masterpiece moment. Every true masterpiece moment is done with a heightened sense of conscious awakening. Conscious awakening is when you are aware of yourself as a conscious being in the current moment of time. You need to give conscious effort for a specific outcome. A masterpiece moment comes from your inner thoughts inside your mind, which is locked inside your body. These thoughts are transformed into actions that are performed by your body in the outside world. They are not accidental. You have to be consciously seeking the outcome. And then there is the masterful performance in the moment, likely built up through arduous, difficult training over the years maybe of your life, honing your skills, perfecting your craft so that this one moment comes to being. And then they are washed away from you. Now I said you are a part of this, a big part of this, but you are not the only part of this. These masterpiece moments get taken from you. There's lots of ways to try and think of it. Being washed away has its connotations because then you think the actual thing gets washed away. It's more like instead of imagining water washing away something and making it disappear, although throwing your rubbish into the ocean doesn't technically make it disappear, here's one way to think of it. Imagine an entire town standing on a hillside, either a big hill or a very small town, but they all holding those paper lanterns with the light um, flame thing in the middle and it makes it rise into the sky when they let go of them. And they all let go of them at the same time. They no longer have this lantern, but the lanterns take on a life of their own, drifting into the sky. That is a better way, and I probably should have started with that one, to explain what happens when these masterpiece moments are released from you. You no longer have them because that's how time works. You move on, but they live on in the sky, dancing together in pleasure and fire. Maybe some people live their entire life without ever creating one of these. And maybe the bar isn't even that high. Maybe the smallest masterpiece moment 
counts. It doesn't have to be the Mona Lisa or winning the Euro tournament or possibly losing the Euro tournament, which doesn't count to begin with. Should you be trying to strive towards these masterpiece moments in your life? Yes, of course. Have you not been listening? And furthermore, we don't know how time works. Once this moment is done that we're in, time moves forward. We know that. But the masterpiece moments may be the only thing that is left. They could be the most important thing. They could be what is shaping our entire universe through the river of consciousness. And you get to create them. You. And you asking me if you should. Come on, guy. Get your actors straight together. Okay, there's lots I don't know. True. Like, can you do it alone? You know how... Sometimes there are amazing things that you can do with other people around, but also feel pretty good when you're alone. Gross, guy. This is a family show. Do the stakes matter? Does it have to be the biggest sporting tournament in the world? Or can it be a monk sitting in a monastery, making a beautiful painting on the ground in chalk and then blowing it away after three days? I don't know. I mean, I don't know everything. I don't know why you're coming to me with these ridiculous questions. You didn't even know if you should be doing it. Let me stop myself there for two reasons, really. I don't want it to become like Christmas where you just can't wait to get to sleep because tomorrow, you know, you're going to get presents. And we know that the next episode of the Chris Adams TV podcast is going to be big time. If Spotify and Apple Podcasts accept my application. And also, but full disclosure, me recording this podcast for you now, my loyal early adopter in episode four. I need to be honest, I cannot be bothered. But past Chris has some extraordinary ideas on what I need to do as present Chris, but I'm going to go along with the very basics of them. I need to explain to you that I see myself as a inter-time dimensional being because in a YouTube video, I said this. At the moment, I am recording a podcast on masterpiece moments. So it is a deep dive into masterpiece moments, explaining what it is and how it works and all that jazz, which doesn't leave me with much to give you. But it was done in the past and that jackass doesn't know what he's doing. Future Chris, however, future Chris, he is on top of the game.